This is the Book Legion Podcast, where we review thought-provoking books to give our Legionnaires the knowledge they need to dominate the next level of their life. Thanks for joining me this week on the Book Legion. This is your host, Tyzer Evans. This week, I'm going to be covering the book, Be Your Future Self Now by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. So this book was actually gifted to me by a good friend of mine, Wayne Mullins, who was on my podcast. He's a marketeer. He wrote a, actually a great book himself, Full Circle, Full Circle Marketing. So if you want to go check out Wayne's book, I would uh, in, encourage you to do so as well. But Wayne sent me this book. This is a nice Christmas gift. So I got it right in between Christmas and years, which was perfect timing because I was headed to Nashville and Gatlinburg, Tennessee with my family. Start of the book on Friday was done on Monday. That's how good the book was. It's about 188 pages. And who Dr. Benjamin Hardy is, he is a psychologist, but he's a leading world expert in this application of how to be your future self. And so the whole book is broke up into three different sections, three different parts. The first part is threats to your future self. The second part is truth about truths about your future self. And the last part is steps to becoming your future self. And so really the idea about becoming your future self is that a lot of us constantly look in the review mirror with having some type of inkling of who we want to be in the future. Or we know kind of who we want to be in the future. We know what goals we want to accomplish in the future, but we year after year, day after day, week after week, continue to live the same life. And so he really starts to look at this concept of how do you bring your future self to you who you are right now. How do we expedite that process so you can 10x your goals in real time? So I was really intrigued with the book. Again, it was something that just popped up. Wayne sent it to me and he said, hey man, hope you enjoy. And um, I picked it up and I was in the middle of a couple others and I put, I read really the first four or five pages, the intro, and it was on Mr. Beast, the YouTuber. And the intro just talks about how Mr. Beast, he was, you know, uh, I think, I don't know what he was at the time, 15, 16 years old. And he made these YouTube videos to himself in the future about who he wanted to become. And basically he set them at, I think it was six months, one year, three years, and five years. And the videos were scheduled to play automatically. And at the time he had something like a thousand YouTube subscribers and he wanted to get to uh, 8,000 or maybe it was at 8,000. He wanted to get to 20,000 in six months, right? And by him setting that in motion and setting very clear, vivid goals on what he wanted to do, he expedited his goals. And I think that he got to like 50 or 100,000 in that six month period because by putting it out there and putting it in video and thinking clearly about who he wanted to become, he then immediately went to work on to execute on how to get to his future self. And by doing the work to get to who he wanted to be in six months, he far exceeded what he had set out to do. And then now if you're not aware of Mr. Beast, uh, he's the highest paid YouTuber in the world. He's worth nine figures and I think he's like 23. So um, the, the, the beginning part of the book, the reason I share that with you is because it immediately captured me into the book. So what I wanna cover with you today is my three favorite uh, takeaways from the book. Um, I'm going to cover each one from each one of the sections of the three different parts of the book. So the first section, again, is threats to your future self. And what I'm going to be talking to you about is threat number six, which is not being in the arena. So in my office at work, I have uh, Teddy Roosevelt's man in the arena quote, which you've never read the quote. It's actually on the very first page, consequently, of um, threat number six on page, I think it starts on page 46. But what he talks about is that 
Most people like to sit on the sidelines because they're worried about criticism of their friends, their family, and people around them, you know, their peers. They're worried about, hey, if I actually play the game that I want to play, you know, getting in the arena, so to speak, that people are going to criticize me. And really what he talks about and uh, Dr. Hardy talks about in this book is that you're going to be criticized anyway, right? You're always going to be criticized. But by you sitting on the sidelines, you fail by default. Like you don't even have a chance to get into the arena to fail, right? You just fail by default by not even trying to play the game. I think that's really the second point of the this this small section in, in the book as well, is that a lot of people, not only are they worried about criticism, but they're worried about failure. And he goes, well, if you don't, again, if you don't get in the arena and play, you already failed. So you might as well get in play. You might as well have people criticize you, but you know what you never will live with is you'll never live with regret. And to me, that's always my biggest fear. There's plenty of things that I failed at, businesses that didn't go the way that I thought that they would, promotions that I thought that I should have had that I didn't get, new opportunities I took that just didn't pan out the way I want because of whatever reasons. But in the back of my mind, at least I always know that, hey, I manned up, I took the risk, I got in the arena. While there are people on the sidelines judging me, judging the actions I took, that's on them. I almost laugh at them like, y'all can judge me, but at least I'm in here, right? And I'm okay with feeling inside the arena versus sitting on the sidelines or being in the stands. And so this whole thing is the biggest threat to your future self is not just getting in the game and starting to play. So in part two, the second thing I'm going to cover is truth number four, which is the more vivid and detailed your future self, the faster you progress. And the book does a great job of talking about a Japanese uh, skateboarder. Here is the example, uh, Yutu Horomogami. Uh, I apologize if I completely butchered the name, but he was a kid that uh, was a good, really good pro, um, excelled really quickly in Japan, came to the States because, you know, we're the mecca of skateboarding and was having subpar results. And so what he did is he went back and laid out a clearly defined plan very vividly who he wanted to become and how he was going to become the best in the world because that was the commitment he had made himself when he was in Japan. But he got here and he had to shift and he got in the arena, which is first like we just talked about, right? Now that he was in the arena, he wasn't having the success he wanted. So he started to really get very clear and a vivid plan. So he went back to kind of doing the old Bruce Lee type of tactics of practicing the same kick 10,000 times. That way it becomes automatic as opposed to practicing 10,000 kicks all completely different. And so what he did is he drilled down on the fundamentals. He can measure it. He can measure his progress. He can measure getting better in real time, right? And then also he was taking a visualization practice of new tricks that he wanted to acquire. So in his mind, he was visualizing these new tricks, but he was taking the action steps to perfect the fundamentals. And this is what Coach Saban talks about as you practice perfect. And I, I lo really love that quote. We practice perfect. Every play, you, you, you practice perfect. It's not you stop when you get to perfection. You always practice perfect. And this is what the skateboarder was doing. And this is what a lot of people don't do. They don't get clearly defined and detailed on who they want to become. Then take the action steps 
of honing in on those skills to where they just become automatic. So once his fundamentals become undeniable, the basic fundamentals, he was better than everybody else at the basics as opposed to everybody else doing 10,000 different things and trying to be good at all of them. He became perfect at the basic things, which then allowed him to evolve much faster and become his future self because then he started doing tricks that he had been visualizing in his mind, new things that no one had ever done before because he had uh, had perfected those fundamentals. So he did succeed in, in, in becoming the best in the world. In 2021, he won an Olympic gold medal. And so what I think I really love about this is because a lot of us are in professions that sometimes we get away from holding ourselves accountable or we think about who we want to become in the future, but we don't clearly define a path on how to become that person. And a lot of times that path is just by doing the basic fundamentals with consistency and precision every single day because it's monotonous. It's boring, right? It's just like getting in shape. You got to have a clearly defined eating path, uh, plan. You got to have a clearly defined workout plan. You know, you got to have to clearly define supplement plan. It's boring. It's, it's monotonous tracking your macros. It's monotonous getting in the gym every morning. You know, it's monotonous putting in your calories every single day, taking your supplements three times a day. But to get the end result that you want, you have to do that. And if you aren't doing those things, like you can't get in shape if you're not counting your macros. If you're leaving your food to chance, then how can you ever have anything to measure, right? So it's all these things you have to be clearly defined and very vivid on who you want your future self to be and then lay out a plan to get there. So the last part, part three, you know, steps for your future self, I'm gonna cover number six, which is schedule your future self. And this is what Mr. Beast did well. He had scheduled him future, his future self in six months, a year, three years, and five years, I believe, right? And then he did what we just talked about in truth number four. He clearly wrote it out. But what this really dives into about scheduling your future self and complements number four, which complements actually the first thing we talked about, you got to be in the arena, you got to be clearly defined and vivid on who you want to become, but then you also have to be super conscious of the time that it's going to take to get there, but be conscious of how you're spending your time now, right? So, you know, here's a great quote, time is an indicator of your commitment. So if you say, hey, I want to be this person in five years from now, and this is what my life looks like, we write it out. I'm so um, in the arena now. I've started my business and I have a very, I have a roadmap of how I'm going to get there. But my ultimate goal is five years down the road. So today I'm going to dick off. I'm not going to make my phone calls. I'm not going to send the emails or, you know, I have a clear defined of how much weight I want to lose in a year from now. But today's okay if I have a cheat meal. You know, today I can still get away with having a slice of pizza, right? Well, no, not at all. You have to realize that time is the most precious commodity that we have. And most people don't really take this into account on a day-to-day basis. And what happens is they end up getting busy just by being busy. So you have to schedule in time around your future self. All of your activities that you're doing today should be geared towards becoming that person in the future. You can't continue to live as you were yesterday today because if you do that, You'll get more of who you were yesterday, today, and tomorrow, right? So you have to start to living as the person you want to become in the future today. And this is really the whole premise of the book is taking actionable steps and avoiding things that set you back of just being who you've always been, but really living like you are your future self now. And by doing that, you expedite 
hitting those goals in real time. And so I really love this because oftentimes we get lost just in the monotony of life. And now it's six months down the road in 2023 and you haven't accomplished any of the goals that you set out to become because you weren't be conscious of how you were allocating your time every day. You felt busy. You felt like you were doing stuff. You felt like you were being productive, but you weren't being productive and you weren't scheduling your time around being your future self right now. So I really encourage you to take account of your time. This is why it's good to have um, different benchmarks check in to hold yourself accountable because you can catch that faster if you're journaling every day and you're able to have some reflection time at every day and go, wow, what did I accomplish today? And was it aligned with who I want to become tomorrow, one year, five year, 10 years down the road? So anyway, I'll tell you, it really was, I might say this a lot on this show, I don't know, uh, now that we're in 2023, but this was a great book to finish the year with. It was one of the best books I read in 2022, uh, Be Your Future Self Now by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And I think it's a really well-served uh, book to read in the first month of 2023. If you're very focused on drastically shifting your life, moving forward, it's a great book to give you very actionable steps to take today to expedite that process of who you want to become. It's only 188 pages and I said, I knocked it out in four days. Um, it was a very entertaining read, a lot of great stories in it and a very simple read. He's a very good writer. Um, he's also got a good blog out there as well. So I will post the book um, in the show notes if you guys want to go purchase it. I believe, I don't know what the book was because Wayne actually bought it for me, but I'm going to guess it's probably anywhere from about uh, 15 to 20 bucks. So again, you know, think about this. If you just uh, bought a book a month, you bought 12 books from a month, and let's say every book was 20 bucks, man, 240 bucks for an entire year to completely change your life is nothing in the grand scheme of things. So uh, do, you know, head down, buy, buy these books because it's the best investment you'll ever make. You are the best investment you'll ever make in your life. So I appreciate you guys watching or listening to the podcast. Uh, please share with three or four like-minded book lovers or people maybe that don't even love books. Maybe they love Audible. You know, I read uh, the books. That's why I always show them to you guys. But if you're someone who lives in audiobooks as well, go download it and share this with people that you know need to get their mind right. You know, people that are having the conversation with you that I want to become something different. I want to feel different. I want to be different. This is the type of information they need to hear. Uh, so share the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. Kevin and I would. And again, thank you so much for your support. And we look forward to providing another book for you next week. Thank you.